On this episode of The Intrapod, I interview someone who's been taking unorthodox measures in his quest for a job and talk about how a general election march convinced me that the left should abandon the yellow jacket. Hello all and welcome to The Intrapod. I'm going to start with something for the fashion enthusiasts in my crowd. Do you guys know the Fred Perry polo shirt? It's been around since the company started in 1952 and it's managed to stick around with its timeless minimalist appeal. But unfortunately, its very minimalism and neutrality has often allowed it to represent whatever its wearer wants it to. It's been adopted by a whole host of subcultures and political movements in the UK over the years, notably by the skinhead in the 60s and 70s. And most recently, it's been adopted by self-described Western chauvinist group, the Proud Boys. Of course, Fred Perry has come out and said that they don't want alt-right imbeciles wearing their shirts. But my point is that symbols, particularly the more simple ones, are entirely what people make them. And different people will make them mean different things. Where am I going with this? Well, at this point, we all know about the Gilets jaunes protest in France. And I apologise to my French listeners for my pronunciation. There have been huge numbers of people marching against the government in Paris. And the protests haven't been exactly peaceful, with fights breaking out in late November. There have been elements of the far right and the far left involved from the beginning, and, of course, both sides are now trying to claim the garment as their own. But it was a London march in solidarity with the Gilets jaunes, organised by the People's Assembly Against Austerity, that finally convinced me that the UK left, in particular, should just throw this jacket in the bin. So, from the beginning, it was quite clear to me that this was about getting a general election. The marches were all calling for it, and it was in the name of the event's Facebook page, and I was surrounded by a forest of signs demanding it, and you couldn't look anywhere without seeing the name of the Labour Party leader, Jeremy Corbyn. It was a demand that was echoed by speakers from the People's Assembly. It's unacceptable! And that's why we're here today to assert our power and demand a general election. We need to bring people together around a positive, progressive, left socialist agenda. And that's what Labour brings us now. And that's why we demand a general election. Jeremy Corbyn is absolutely right to say that the thing that we need now is a general election. And yet, not everyone there was on board with this. I spoke to a man from Class War, an anarchist group who joined the march. This is fake. Just the same as the right wing yellow vest in this country, it's all fake. It's not from the bottom upwards. It's, it's not real. These people are demanding a general election. The yellow vests in France aren't demanding a general election. They want to bring the government down, but they're not demanding a general election. This is all to do with voting Labour and supporting Corbyn and nothing else. There were also members of the Revolutionary Communist Party in attendance who, likewise, were unhappy with the march's use of the yellow jacket. This march that we're on today has as its main slogan, General Election Now. And really, that's completely missing the point. It's like co-opting this symbol of the yellow vests for that slogan, which really is completely um, antithetical to what the yellow vest was supposed to is about in France, which is rejecting uh, status quo politics. What, what they really mean when they say General Election 
election now here is that they mean uh, get a Labour government in. So, yeah, it was kind of clear to me from hearing that that some on the march felt that the Labour Party and perhaps the UK left as a whole had no use for this inherently French symbol of resistance. I mean, not that speakers from the People's Assembly had much time for this dissent. Okay, colleagues, we got a few idiots from Class War trying to disrupt our proceedings this afternoon, but it won't do it. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's the old joke, isn't it? I mean, what do you call two leftists in a room? A schism. But I'm sorry, I'm crap at telling jokes. But this seemed to me like trying to sweep a massive structural problem at the march under the rug. I mean, it's no secret that the left, as it's often called, isn't a monolith, and there are different schools of thought. And this got me thinking about what the yellow jacket meant to different people on the march. I put the earlier point about co-opting the jacket to Labour supporters among the marchers. It's not co-opting, it's showing solidarity to. I mean, the, the, the point is, the point is out there, what they are against and what we are against are one. Our problem is a problem with the, with the system as a whole. And ultimately, what we don't want is a situation where we're sort of gently reforming these problems. Because actually, yeah, you do need to tear it down and start over. But at the same time, we are in an unprecedented governmental crisis at the moment. And our... Our, you know, our role on the left is to make sure that we, you know, utilise that and respond to it. And the, the the fact is that the government we have now, Theresa May, they are not fit to govern. They're not capable. They don't have a mandate. And what we need to be calling for is a general election to sweep them from power and to bring in a genuine, meaningful alternative, which is Jeremy Corbyn. Well, who better to speak for the Gilets Jaunes than their representatives, who the People's Assembly had invited? Le mouvement contre le gouvernement français et son président. This movement opposes the President Macron and the government of France. Les causes de son mécontentement sont multiples. The reason for unhappiness are many. Trop de taxes. Too many taxes. Trop d'impôts. Impôts, non. Too many just injustices, social injustices, and fiscal injustices. Et enfin, une énorme perte sur nos libertés. And so many of our freedoms have gone and our rights. Okay, so they air grievances about social injustices, which is definitely something that left-wingers talk about. But it seems to me that complaining about taxation and the loss of freedom is much more out of the right-wing playbook. Je vous appelle à une révolution. Yeah. I call you to make a revolution. Oui, une révolution, mais pacifique. A resolution, a, pacif- a pacifist resolution. Qui toutefois n'enlève rien à notre détermination. Which will unite us and as long as we remain determined. Nous sommes dans une démocratie qui supprime les libertés et qui opprime son peuple. It's called a democracy. But it doesn't listen to the people, and it doesn't give any rights to the people. Okay, so you see the problem here. Uh, Revolutions and general elections are mutually exclusive. Pick one. Also, I'm not making any accusations here, and take my schoolboy French with a pinch of salt, but the translation of that second bit seems a little selective. She says it's called a democracy, but it doesn't listen to the people. What I believe he said was, we are in a democracy, nous sommes en une démocratie, that crushes its people. I think there's a difference of meaning here, and she downplays what seems to me like his attitude to the democratic process. Uh, This is where it first seemed to me like something didn't quite add up. I mean, the Gilets Jaunes have no centralised leadership, and as far as I can see, no centralised agenda beyond removing the government of Emmanuel Macron. You'll certainly never see them calling for a general election. 
they have a problem with the system within which elections take place. Also, something I want you guys to bear in mind is that similarity of grievance is not similarity of aim. We might be annoyed about the same things, but that doesn't mean we have the same solutions in mind. As for the idea that Labour wasn't co-opting the march, you know, it doesn't help that a lot of the speakers were Labour MPs, and not just any Labour MPs. I mean, we had John McDonnell and Laura Pidcock, the Shadow Chancellor and the Shadow Minister for Business, respectively. The only solution to austerity, the only solution to tackling the threat that Brexit poses, is a general election and the election of a Labour government on a socialist programme under Jeremy Corbyn. We are winning the argument. We have the answers to the big questions. Stay positive, stay determined, and together soon our dream will be realised. Thank you very much. <sighs> wow. I expect that if you told a gilet Jean that a left-wing party was the answer to his problems, he'd probably either laugh in your face or punch you in it. It was also quite telling that neither John McDonnell nor Laura Pidcock mentioned the movement in France during their speeches. I managed to talk to one of the march's organisers to discuss this structural problem. So I'm Shabir I'm with the People's Assembly Against Austerity and we've organised this demonstration today. The situations in, in our countries are slightly different, but ultimately we want the Tories out. We're not supporting any particular party either. We want an end to austerity. Yeah, there's Labour supporters here, but us as an organisation calling the demonstration don't support a particular political party. Okay, so I think I've pretty clearly demonstrated that the idea that this march wasn't endorsing the Labour Party is flatly not true. Labour MPs spoke, encouraged people to vote Labour, and it was dominated by Labour supporters. This is for me the first reason why the Yellow Vest isn't suitable for the UK left as it is now. You can't be both completely disgusted with the system and be simultaneously demanding a general election, basically. But anyway, uh, I want to take us back to the Fred Perry problem that I raised earlier, that a simple symbol without the years of specific association of, like, the McDonald's logo, for example, is completely up for grabs. We all saw the footage of noted fascist James Goddard and his mates harassing Anna Soubry outside Parliament, all clad in yellow vests, and many people now associate the vests with the far right. I asked Shabir about this problem. Yeah, how do you know that every single person... I mean, it's a completely neutral symbol. Well, there's, there's a bunch of fascists with some yellow vests down there right now trying to march up here, um, but we're the majority, and we have much bigger numbers than them, and we can claim the yellow vest because we are bigger than them. There's 15 to 20 of them and there's thousands of us, so I, you know, I think the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, sure, there were 15 to 20 right-wing yellow vests in the counter-protest, but it's another question entirely how many were covertly in the main protest and how many of them make up the gilets jaunes in France. I definitely heard a few people kicking off when John McDonnell dismissed no-deal Brexit as an option. And anyway, it's not so much numbers that count as public association. Like I said, symbols mean what people think they mean. But you wouldn't know it to hear the speakers at the rally tell it. So we say very clearly and very plainly to the far right, you have nothing in common with the Yellow Vest movement. You have nothing in common with working people. You don't represent them. We're not allowing our campaign to be hijacked by anybody and we're certainly not allowing fascists to be wearing yellow vests and claiming a progressive movement. I mean, I hope no one tells these guys that the ship hasn't so much sailed on this as it's out of the harbour and halfway to Australia by now. As a lot of the comments on the March's own Facebook page said, the gilet jaune has never been a left-wing symbol, and it's basically silly to think you can claim it. I mean, listen to this. Well, the yellow jackets are against injustice. 
See, I grew up, right? I grew up, I was born, like, in the 60s, I grew up, right? Even in them days, mate, we never had food banks, we never had all these homeless people, right? The government's done this. Now, now people now, working-class people, are having to go to food banks, right? This is disgusting. The government's trying to get rid of the working class and have just rich and poor. I want you to guess which march this guy was on. Take a couple of seconds. This guy who was wearing a yellow jacket was part of the right-wing yellow vest counter-protest, and yet here he is, sounding like a proper lefty. And if this lot understood that, I mean, I, I was arguing with some of them this morning, right, and most of the stuff we was arguing about, we was agreeing on, yeah? It's, it's just this thing that we're right and they're left. That's all it is. Now, I want you to think back to what I said earlier about just having the same grievances not being enough to unite people. If we both have an itchy toe, but you want to put some cream on it and I want to cut my foot off, would you say that we're on the same page? No. As far as I can see it, the yellow jacket represents a one-size-fits-all howl of rage against an established order, and it's not interested in actual solutions. Solutions, get rid of them all. Shut down. Completely get rid of them all. Put some decent people in there. I don't mean from Labour, concert, any of the parties. Wasting your time. Like decent people off the streets. Whatever they want to call themselves, left, right, in the middle, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just a working guy, yeah, who's fed up with having the piss took out of him, or in low lives, really. And then they swap, they swap it round now and then later, because it doesn't make a blind bit of difference. Get together, then the people power will overthrow the government. And that's what the government's worried about. That's why the media keeps playing this left and right. Why would you replace the government with? Well... That I'm not so sure about, to be honest with you. I mean, that's something we'd have to, like, obviously, we'd have to look into it and that. I mean, you might chuckle at this, but at the end of the day, these guys are far more on the same page as the Gilets Jaunes than the Corbynite left. They don't have solutions. They don't want solutions. They only want the government gone by any means necessary and with no thought to what comes after. So basically, the aimless anger of the Yellow Vest is a poor fit for those who want to elect a politician of their choice. It's a poor choice for supporters of Jeremy Corbyn, and the sooner they disavow it, the better. I mean, I'll end this by telling you about a final scene I saw as I left the rally. There were two crowds of people standing on opposite sides of the road in Trafalgar Square, both clad in yellow jackets and both yelling Nazi scum at each other. When I spoke to a police officer who refused to be recorded, he told me that this rally was the hardest he'd ever supervised because he couldn't tell the difference between the two sides. I mean, I don't subscribe to horseshoe theory, which is the idea that the far left and the far right are the same thing by a different name, because, at least philosophically, I believe the left offers far more positive solutions. But looking at this, I'd forgive someone for thinking it. Of course, one of the many problems that the left and right seek to address is unemployment, something I've struggled with myself. But some people are finding more direct ways to put themselves out there. I met Miguel Salvador from Portugal, handing out CVs in Oxford Circus, and spoke to him about why he felt the need to do this. Okay, good morning, everyone. So, I'm Miguel Salvador. I'm uh, 27 years old. I come from Portugal, but most people say I'm usually from the east, like, uh, I don't know, Russia or something like that. Mm. Um, I have a degree in games design, and uh, what else? I've done quite a lot of other stuff. I'm going to let you ask my questions, because otherwise I'm going to be here talking for an hour without you That's asking fine. me a single one. So, so. Um, how long have you been in the UK for? So, uh, in 2019, I've been here since the uh, 3rd. Uh, January, but uh, I lived here for five years up until 2018 January. Five years? Yeah. yeah. And have you, I mean, have you been looking for work since then or have you like worked in the five years while you've been here? Or yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, soon, as soon as as soon as I got here, this is like 2012. Uh, I got a job in like a factory, and then I was working there. Then I changed to another job because I was like doing my degree whilst I was doing, and then I was trying to find a job in my field uh, around mm. 2017, 2018. But I was still working elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, and that field being game design. Yeah. Yeah. So, and has that has that gone well so far? Or? Uh, I'd say that it's a pretty challenging uh, degree, well, a pretty challenging field that you uh, get into because it's like, it's a matter of you have to work on it, but you can't really have very high expectations. It's like mm-hmm. you really have to enjoy. I think it's like everything in life. You have to enjoy what you're doing because it's like if you don't, like if you're just expecting other people to say like, oh yeah, definitely, like uh, you got you got off, you got your degree, like I'm gonna instantly get you a job. You really have to keep working for it because the competition is just yeah. quite fierce. I mean, like so. I'm, I did a degree in journalism, so I know the feeling. It's kind of the same. You gotta just keep pushing, pushing, yeah, pushing. But yeah, pretty much. I think what what I really want to talk about is that I, I mean, I met you in the street a couple of days ago, handing out CVs to people with a sign saying, "Give me a job," basically. And I was wondering, um, I mean, when did you come up with that idea? Okay, so this is kind of an interesting one because uh, I, last year I planned to go to another country because I'm quite keen on learning languages and I would like to learn a new one. And I feel like the best way of learning it is like going to the country. I mean, when I got here, I already knew a bit of English, but my English got a lot better over time because, mm-hmm. you know, I live here. So I was in Finland last year and I was trying to be there and, well, settle in there uh, and learn their language, uh, but I was having trouble with it. It was pretty challenging language. Finnish is not easy, yeah. It, it's mm. crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's like, but uh, there's some funny things about that. Um, but essentially, it was like I wanted to have a job in my field, and Finland is like, there's a lot of com- companies there, like you got Rovio that made Angry Birds there, you got Supercell, which made Clash of Clash of Clans and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like, Helsinki is a pretty small place, and the companies are just all over, the, Just they're, you're really close to them, and being next to them, it was pretty exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, well, I'm going to try to see if I can... Uh, get some connections uh and essentially it's like i was on facebook and i saw this post of someone in america doing something with a job board but what they said was like it said the sign said homeless looking uh for success take my hungry for success take my cv i'm not homeless so obviously i had to change the message of that and i was like well i want something that rhymes and i want something that says in very small words that i I'm confident on my skills and I'm there like basically okay I'm showing my uh, courage to like put myself out there mm-hmm. and it's just on a very simple way of people seeing it and I knew that I would also need a decent CV so I've I've had because my um constant tries of like applying for jobs in my field like required me to constantly design new cvs i already had that had that so i just got my skills from that and made the cv which i was quite happy with and i put that out there there i had uh, quite a bit of success i had a lot of people speaking to me but i didn't have the job i i really wanted mm. to do and so when i got here i just decided to try the same thing and see how it went mm, how long have you been doing it for so I, in total, in here, I did it for two days because I knew... So that it was quite recently then? Yeah. 
Well, two days. I mean, have you been handing out CVs in the street for two days? For only two days. So I did that for two days. I did yeah. that for the last week, and uh, the reason being that is the most the time where the most people you you get the most people on there. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I do, I will do that around this time, and then see how much you get, how it goes from and how, then. How many CVs do you do people take in a day, roughly? So I think uh, on total, I think I've handed in about 40 to 50 CVs, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I think it was something like that. A lot of people would just uh, like tell me, like, oh, you should go here. You got this Facebook page. You got that website. You got this app. It's more like that. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, I guess the fear is that if you um, just mail in a CV or hand it into a company, it'll end up at the bottom of a pile of a really, really... It's much more direct, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I mean, like the advantage here is like people can see that you're keen on and you have the possibility of having a direct approach with uh, someone that you just probably wouldn't even think like i've i was the type of person that i've went directly to game companies right to the door and said well i'd like to speak to someone from hr but some companies you can't even get through the door because you have codes to get through and it's like you need to already be working to know how to uh, to be have access to inside the company. And uh, a good example of that was like I uh, got the LinkedIn and spoke to someone that worked in Google last weekend. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. So are you optimistic about you know getting a job in your field in the next like couple of years or something? I do. I do. It's like I said. Like you just have to keep going. I think uh, with game design, it's something that you just. Yeah, like I said, you have to keep going and continue applying. I don't think you, you just if you're patient, then things come with time. I think it's like everything. I mean, then would you recommend like this? Because I, I was, I gotta say, I was quite surprised when I saw you because I'd, ne- I'd never seen anyone do doing that before. So yeah, it's a, it's a new method, I guess. I mean, would you would you recommend it to other people who are looking, you know, to find a job? Yeah, I think it's like if um, I think it's important to do it, and I think it's a good way, even. If it's just for you to uh, improve your um, insecurities, because it's like a lot of people are insecure and they're not really sure of like, what what am I going to do? But it just depends on what type of thing do you do. I mean, it's the same thing as like, for example, if you're a musician, I think that I probably wouldn't say like having a job board. I would say, get your equipment, get yourself on the streets. It doesn't matter if people say you're terrible, just go out there and do it. And Mm. I think... It's like if you're, I don't know, uh, if you're like those guys that juggle or something like that, go out in the streets and do it. It's not, it's like get, expose yourself, put yourself out there rather than like stay at home and practice till yeah. you're like perfect or you're, you're like you're uh, idle or something like that and you make sure that you're doing everything right and then you go out there and get very, very stressed. Like I, for example, uh, two years ago, I started learning uh, to play violin. Yeah. And uh, I was like, there's a, a, a anime, anime, there's like a Japanese series called One Piece. Mm-hmm. And, oh, One Piece, uh, yeah. yeah. One yeah. Piece. And uh, there's like a song called Being Sake uh, from a character that, from there, it's called Brook. And it's like, well, I want to play this. And I have been in like uh, contests of like cosplay. And it's like, well, I want to play this song on stage. But I'm like, I have no experience at all. So I got like a teacher and I got to like learn and i got there and i was like i want to play this and she was like this song is too hard i was like i don't care just <laughs> tell me just tell me how just tell me what, where, yeah. where do i have to do it and I mean, i'll do they, it and they still saw you play didn't they the yeah the and, day, so, yeah. at the end it's like 
I was like, I don't care. I have like three months until until this happens, so I'm just gonna practice every day. And that was basically yeah. it. that was my motivation, and I just went on stage and did it. And I think that's. Um, I know I've uh, I've I went uh, quite a lot away from the question, but I think it's just yeah, it's fun. It's you just have to think of like the way the it's not that the way of the it's not the job board itself. It's just your own action towards the world of like I have I have this dream and I have this thing that I want, mm. and it's like what are you going to do to get there? I think that's the sort of thing that I probably. Uh, give out yeah. as an advice. So it's a question of confidence, really. It's like, yeah. I think it's a question of action because it's question, like yeah. confidence is like everyone wants it. Everyone wants to be the guy that you know has the confidence to like. I don't know. You have a, you find a girl that you find very attractive, and it's like, oh, but is it going to work out? Or it's yeah. like you have the job, and the confidence is something that comes with time because it's like we want to be the person that is like has all the money and the person that has all the friends but it's like you're not just gonna clap and say yeah okay this thing is suddenly happening it's like you do it with time is everything going well with that yeah it's fine yeah okay yeah, yeah. um so it's mm. it's everything takes time to get there so it's like if you at least are like okay so this is what I want, and these are the steps I can do to get there. So it's just like stepping stones, basically. Cool. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, I mean, you're a YouTuber as well, aren't you? So. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, so, like, I started doing it in... Well, I had done it before, like, quite a long time before, uh, but that was just more, like, fun. Like, I was doing... Um, contests of cosplay uh, if you're not forget for those that are mm-hmm. not familiar it's like dressing up uh, fancy dressing like game game uh, video game characters or movie characters something like that and uh, i had uh, there's like something called skit which is like what you do on stage and you can put the video on and i saw people on youtube putting making just stuff random stuff with the characters and it's mm. like well i love this and i was doing i was learning how to do video editing at the time this was like 2011 and i was like well i want to do something like this and i just got um i just got the the, uh, the costumes and i was like well i'm gonna do this and i went and did it and then I did two of those videos and then like five years went forward because I was like busy with my degree and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I finished, I was like, I got some more time now. Uh, I think I would like to do some stuff. And uh, yeah, I just, I started doing it and uh, I enjoyed it. And yeah, I've been going on so far uh, and it's been fun. Yeah, cool. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, it's really, I'm quite impressed with the, uh, with, with, I mean, as well as your your passion for cosplay, with with the strategy for coming, handing TVs directly to people in the streets, I think it's something that not many people are doing, and mm. yeah, it's it's interesting, and yeah. and, and I um I got to say, I wish you I wish you good luck in finding a job. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, I think it's at the end of the day, is like you can't really um, just hope for things to come. It's mm-hmm. like you just gotta you just gotta keep trying and uh, make yep. sure make sure you have it. You, you just yeah, just take action to to what you want. It doesn't matter what I say. I think that's that's what's the most important thing. Nice to end on a hopeful, positive note for once. Well, as always, I'm your host, Alex Bragg. You've been listening to the Intrepid. You can follow me on Twitter at Braggandaz, like the ice cream with BR. And I will see you next time. Thank you.